Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison, looking back at day one of the second test match between Pakistan and England. Um, a 12-wicket day. Uh, there were runs, there was a debutant, there was a 7 for. there could have been a 10 for. Um, it all went off in Multan, but at the end of day one, I think, whisper it to quietly, I think... Pakistan will be the happier of the two sides. Uh, I will see if Steve Harmison uh, agrees here on the following on podcast. So if you're listening to the show by now, you no doubt know uh, England winning the toss, looked a useful one to win, uh, bowled out just before the tea break for 281. They lasted 51 overs and um, uh, the uh, the run rate was up there with what we saw in Royal Pindi, uh, but the wicket uh, column uh, well, after England got to 117 for one, um, it just uh, went bang, bang, bang. And the reason for that was a debutant. I will uh, suggest that few out there knew who Abra Ahmed was before today. Charlie Reynolds aside. Um, but it was uh, Ahmed who took the first seven wickets to fall. And at one stage, it looked like he might take all 10 on debut. That wasn't to be. Mahmood nipped out the last three. England bowled out for 281. And then despite taking Umam Ulhaq's wicket set early doors, Jimmy Anderson getting the edge, Ulhaq going for a zero, uh, for a duck, um, Pakistan batted quite nicely. Uh, Jack Leach struggled a little bit. He was given the new ball with Jimmy Anderson. Uh, Shafiq finally perished, caught behind. Good ball by Leach, actually. But uh, at Stumps, on day one, Pakistan have made their way to 107 for two with Baba Azam going at uh, just shy of a run of ball 61 and Sao Shaquille. 32 not out. So, plenty to discuss here on the following on podcast. Story of the day. So, Harmy, interesting day today. Plenty to, to discuss. But um, 
the rights and wrongs of England's approach, uh, we can uh, discuss for sure. But, you know, I'll be honest with you, they look like they were panicking a little bit against uh, the 24-year-old Ahmed. I mean, there were so many sweeps and reverse sweeps. That's the the, the way they're going to be going about things. But when you look at the, the wickets, Duckett LBW on the sweep, Root LBW on the sweep, uh, Jack's LBW on the slog sweep, um, Leach, Leach out first ball attempting a slog reverse sweep. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta wonder. Okay, credit to the young man on debut, but just wonder, I just wonder about England's approach. Yeah, if you're gonna praise England last week for the way they played, I think you've also got to give them a little bit of leeway on. I'm loath to always say this is the way this is the way that he played when they when he get out because sometimes he, you have to read the room and I think the room was a lot different to last week. Um, I thought England. I don't mind England sweeping at all. I think they've proved that they've been working hard at it. Um, I don't think it was the shot selection was the problem. I think the shot execution more to the fact that brought England's downfall. It needed one player, didn't it? It needed one player to go from, well, when Ben Duckett got top scored with 63, Ollie Pope 60. It needed one player to go and get a big 100 or 100, like last week, to get that total to 350 and beyond. Because I think if England had got 350 on this surface, then they definitely would have been in a position, definitely would be in a position to bowl last on it, having won the toss and bat at first. Now with 281 on the board, I think the game's quite evenly balanced with the pitch the way that it is. Um, England spinners have got to bowl better, but from a batting point of view, I just think read the situation that little bit better and England could have been somewhere closer to 350 as opposed to 280. Because as you mentioned, 117 for one, you're looking at it and you're thinking on this surface, it's already turned on day one. You, know, you put it into context, you're right. Nobody had really seen too much of... of um, Pakistani, uh, Pakistani spin, um, spin bowler who he didn't really turn it massively. He just turned it enough. Um, Ahmed, he just turned it enough. And he, I think the, the wicket which probably summed England up was Ben Stokes when his reaction when he got bowled outside past the outside edge. And it was of it was a shock of horror. It was a, a Stuart Broad look when Ben Stokes caught that catch at Trent Bridge just to say, Wow, I didn't pick that. I didn't realise you had that. I didn't know you could bowl that like that. Um, and he he knocked Ben Stokes over. And, and to be fair, Ben Stokes had faced 38 bowls by 37 bowls by then. So he had been in quite a bit of time. Um, I think that just shows you that. Did they think that the spinner wasn't good enough? Did they think that the people would just dominate like they did in Rao Pini, uh, Rao Pindi? I'm not so sure. I just I just don't think I think there are situations sometimes when gung ho, the way England are going, it's fantastic and it's great. But at one point, Ben Duckett and Ollie Pope are going. And I mean Babar Azam's got a one-day field. Not a test field, he's got a one-day field. And you're just thinking, yeah, if you can hit that in a one-day game, you'd yeah, which is a 50-over game, you're still trying to get the biggest number you could possibly get. In a one-day game, you'd just look to run it around. You'd look, still look to hit the gap, get one, get two, turn the board over in a test match, then put pressure on Babar Azam to bring the field up, 
then you can go back to the hard sweeps and the reverse sweeps. Just thinks I love the way they're playing, but sometimes I've just got to read the room a little bit better, the situation. And I think that's the difference between them getting a 350-plus score and being bowled out for 281, where I think England might England might be England might be batting last on this surface if Babarazam gets in. Yeah, he looked in good form, didn't he? Ominous form, actually. Uh, England will be desperate to get rid of him early on day two. Um, how did you feel Jack Leach bowled? Certainly in comparison, different bowl, different types of bowler, obviously. But uh, when you see all 10 wickets uh, going the way of spin, uh, even Mahmood was on a hat-trick, um, how, how did you feel Jack went? I didn't think he bowled as well as he, he could have bowled on that surface. I think sometimes, you know, John... There's a pressure on a bowler when it's turning from a spin bowler's point of view. It's like you turn up to Headingley on a green seamer and it's overcast. The Lords, you win the toss bowl first with a sloping player and it's overcast and it's damp morning. I tell you what, when your captain says we'll win the toss and bowl first, you're under pressure to perform because you've got to put the ball in the right area. You've got to take wickets. That's what your captain's asked you to do. Where Jack's got a pitch that's turning and Probably fluffed, fluffed his lines once and over, I would say. He bowled a bit flat. He bowled very low. I couldn't understand. It. His action looked very, very low. And it's something that probably him and Jeetan Patel will probably talk about right now at this minute and go through a few deliveries that Jack Jack's bowled because he looked very, very low. I know he bowls a low arm anyway, but he literally was bowling you know, round arm. And that bowling like that, you're not going to get it turning. There's no way you can get it turning. You look at Will Jack's over the top, Big, high, tall action. And he got he got in four overs. He probably got more balls to turn than than, than Jack Leach. And, you know, Joe Root bowled probably from somewhere in between when it comes to the angle of of, of where the deliver where the where the arm comes over. But I think Jack will will look at them eleven overs and that's sorry, twelve overs and say, I probably could have bowled better. I I would I would go as far as to say that he bowled one bad ball and over. Um, and against teams in Asia, in Asia, you're going to get punished. And he, 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 he said that that ball that just slid on was just a little bit too short. And when it's a bit too short across there, they're quick to punish it. And Babarazam definitely punished it. So Jack will be wanting to be better tomorrow. Um, I didn't think England bowled badly at all. I thought Mark Wood bowled quickly. Um, interesting selection that Robinson played and he hasn't bowled yet, but I can understand they're probably trying to keep him for when the ball starts reversing, um, along with Ben Stokes, hasn't bowled yet. But Jax was probably more encouraging from a spin bowler's point of view because he got the ball to turn. Um, but at that time, Babarazan was in and set and, and going well. And um, You just want Jack, Jack Leach to be your one that's challenging the outside edge as well as the one going on to sort of challenge the front pad past the, the sort of inside edge. And he, he, he really didn't either. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. A moment of the day for sure, the seven for, for Ahmed. But it was a crazy first session. Um, we saw uh, Ben Ducker overturn a, a LBW decision successfully. Saw Oli mm. Pope overturn a, a leg before decision successfully. And then we saw uh, Joe Root get given out after being knocked out on field. And the same thing happened with, with Ben Duckett. It's It looked pretty tricky for the umpires out there. And, and actually, when you look at some of those... When you look at some of those decisions, the reverse sweeps, there was one, Ollie Pope's, you, you kind of hope the umpire sees it, the ball hit the, they hit the gloves. But there was one on Ben Duckett, which I thought, actually, that should have been upheld. The ball, the ball looked as though it was hitting the glove on the way to the pad. But at the same time, where there was a little snicker, the bat was clearly hitting the ground. So how you could prove enough to overturn that on-field decision, I'm still not quite sure about. But certainly it looked difficult for the umpires this morning. No, it was difficult. I think when, when you've, whenever you've, you bring in a turning ball and you've got players who will play cross-bat shots, i.e. sweep shots, it makes it ridiculously hard for the umpire. And a lot of the umpires now will not give the decision unless it's blatantly obvious. They'll not give the decision and, and hope that yeah, you know, third umpire. Um, the, the DRS will come into play. Captains will go for the referral because, um, yeah, there's there's you know, obviously there's more eyes around the bat who will say yes, he's hit it or no, he hasn't hit it. There was a couple of them which were tied, probably not given out. Alin Dar gave two out, I think, and I could understand why he didn't give them out because he was like, I think they've pitched because of the, how short the how short the ball was. They must have pitched outside, yeah, you know, outside leg stump. And as it happened, the pitch just on just online. But the one that you, you're talking about, I was amazed when he just dismissed it. It was Joe Wilson in it in the in the third umpire's chair. He just completely dismissed it. It was just like one look at it. Oh, that's enough, big enough spike. And there was a one a bit later on as well. It was a, it was a, I'm sure it was a left hand. It might have been Ben. I think it was Ben Ben Stokes. Might have been Ben Stokes. But Ben Stokes has come forward, and it was like he was just outside the line. And he and he went. It's too much to tell whether it's it's inside edge or it's pad first. Um, and he went. There's bat involved. So he just he just dismissed it, and he didn't see the ball tracking or anything else to go with it. Didn't go through the procedure. 
So from that point of view, that was disappointing from you know from watching because I can't I can't believe he could tell from the angle straight on that the balls hit the glove. And I actually don't think the ball hit the glove. I actually think the, the bat hit the ground, and that's where the spike was. I think the ball hit the pad. Um, and then, obviously, that was a different decision altogether. So, yes, I'll stick up for the umpires because it's very, very difficult when you're playing cross-bat sweep shots and the ball's turning and trying to work out. And sometimes, you know, John, in that situation, I wouldn't be. I, it wouldn't bother me if the umpire goes, look, I don't know if it's hit the bat, the, the pad, or the bats hit the ground first because they're all happening together. It's probably one of the unique things, you know, the unprecedented things that it's happened for one of the first times I've ever seen that. Normally, you normally get a good indication whether it's hit one of the one of the three first. But on that situation, I don't think you could be you could be sure because it it, it looked as though it was like all that close together. And if the umpire comes back and says, "Look, I'm not sure. You're going to have to stick with your on-field decision because it's so close to everything." Let's just get on with the game. If he had said that, then fine. But just to dismiss it off the first front-on angle, I thought that was that was lazy umpiring, I thought. What is going to happen tomorrow? OK, Harmy, what's going to happen tomorrow then? 12 wickets falling today, 11 of them going the way of spin. Um, is this pitch going to deteriorate in the way that we it didn't uh, in the first test? Is it going to get uh, better to bowl on for spinners? I mean, how do you read it? No, I think it's going to get. It's definitely going to get better to bowl on for spinners. I think England's England have got to hope that reverse swing comes into play. And would it 95, 96 mile an hour bowling sort of at you know toe crushers along with Ben Stokes, Ollie Robinson, and Jimmy Anderson come into play? I I think England have got to hope that is their big strength rather than the, the, the spin strength if it comes later on in the game. I've got a horrible feeling that the difference between the game is going to be what Baba Razam gets. Yeah, England's top score is 63. Baba Razam goes on and gets 120. Then the difference between winning and losing the game could be 60 runs, and that could be the that could be the match winner. England have got to get Baba Razam out in the first 40 minutes tomorrow morning because if they don't, his innings, the difference between his top score and England's top score be the difference between losing the game and if he goes on to get 120 India I mean Pakistan could go and get 400 and if they go and get 400 England might only England might only bowl once on this on this surface because as we've seen Abra Mohammed got the ball to turn on day one so on end of day three there could be a real handful for the England batsmen so as Babar Azam as ever is the big man he's the big fish He's the big wicket. And if England can remove him tomorrow, England have a chance of bowling Pakistan out for 281. If they don't, then if they're staring down a barrel of anything over 350, I think England are, are potentially going to Karachi for a match, you know, a series deciding, series deciding test match. We shall see. All eyes on Babar Azam. Uh, reports throughout the day on Talk Sport with myself and me and Harmy. We'll be back following on from day two of the second test match between Pakistan and England.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.